Can you imagine, though, how good a relationship could get in one year if a husband and a wife made this one technique a regularly scheduled practice? Oh, it would make me throw want to throw up for probably the first... How, how often would you do it? Every day? Every week. Oh, once a week? Do it once a week. Well, I think I'd probably check-in. throw up for at least the first four weeks. <laughs> I'd say the first three months. The first three months, first 12 weeks. Until you realize, until you experience right. that, number one, I'm not going to have a bad response when you are honest with me. And number two, that I can be honest with you and still love and accept you, even though I'm pointing out something that's not perfect within you. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, the proven exercise to make your marriage better. That my wife hates with every fiber of her being. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. But it's going to be a good one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. No, it's going to work. Yeah. Okay. Should we get into it? Yep. Okay. Here we go. Talk, talk, talk. One, two, three. Talking, talking, talking. What am I supposed to be talking about? Hello, hello. How close do I have to have this microphone to my face? Do I, you does need it to have, have to, it close. Man, I don't want it. super hot. I don't want it touching my face. So you don't have to have it talking or touching your face. Okay, because I don't like when things touch me that okay, aren't you don't soft. Have to. It's pokey. It's pokey. Mm-hmm. Hello, hello. Okay, let's try that. Why do you think it is so hard for people, for a husband or a wife, to... Share their feelings with their spouse. And for that spouse to listen open, receptively, without getting defensive. Why do you think that's such a challenge? Well, which part of the question do you want me to answer? Because you gave the answer in the second half of the question to the first half of the question back. So then let me rephrase the question. Why do you think people get defensive when their husband or wife shares their feelings with them? Well, let me think about this for a minute. Why do I get defensive when you share your feelings with me? Yeah. Oh, because most of the time when you share your feelings with me, all I'm hearing is that I'm doing something wrong. And I don't like to be told I'm doing something wrong. So it's my defenses go way, way up. You know that you're not perfect, right? Well, yes. You know that you make mistakes. Of course. So why do you think it's so hard to be confronted with the reality that you've made a mistake and it's now caused hurt feelings in somebody else? Because it still feels bad to have it pointed out. And and when you're sharing your feelings with me, you're not doing it to point out. That's You're not coming to accuse me of and point out what I've done wrong, but you're coming to share with me how what I've done has made you feel yeah. And it's still hard. It's still hard to be able. You're much, much better at this than I am. Way, way better at it than I am be, to be able to put your your. Um, to be able to put your stuff aside and sit and listen to my being hurt. You're really good at being able to do that. OK. Um, not perfect. No, not great, actually. But. 
Oh yeah, I, I think I can compartmentalize a little easier yes, than you, you can. Yes, you you can. It's and it's very difficult for me to compartmentalize sure. for sure. Sure. Um. Um. I don't. I don't know what the specific or exact reason why it's so hard. It feels like it shouldn't be hard. It feels like because I want to be able to listen to your feelings. I want to be able to make you feel heard and understood and loved and cared for and empathized with and that and that your feelings are important. Yeah. And and I know that I know that in general, that is a standard yeah. understanding between us. Yes, absolutely. Until, <laughs> until you actually share your feelings with me. And then all of those beliefs I, go out yes, the window. I, I don't know if it's because it it triggers past story. I don't know if it's because I don't know. Do you do you actually have an answer for this? I don't. But this is a foundational struggle for every couple out there and this is not a male female thing this isn't even an you me thing of right course. now it, it, you just happen to be talking from your perspective i get to talk from my perspective uh, i have zero agenda you know uh, there's no secret and now i get to confront you on something that you've done that hurt me two days ago and we're going to talk about it on the podcast i'm not doing that at all but this is a a general question that comes up or a a predominant theme in so many marriages right where where trying to share with somebody else that 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 person has hurt your feelings is met with defensiveness attacking back right rather than openness receptivity empathy it's so difficult yeah to to give what you would hope to receive every time right because when you t- go to someone and go Man, here's how you hurt my feelings. What do we all want to hear? I'm so sorry. Yeah. And even better, tell me more. Tell me how tell me more about your feelings. Tell me what I've done. I want to understand you. I'm not focused on me. I'm focused on you. Right. Oh, see, and and you 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 actually do that part fairly well. You you not always, but a good a good oftentimes you will ask me that. Yeah. And, and, um, and then when you ask me that, I'm like, oh man, now the next time we have a fight, I'm supposed to ask him that. Or next time I heard this, and I don't want to ask that question. That question terrifies me. Tell me why. Completely. I'm going to just be completely yeah. honest about that. Yeah. Because, because, um, uh, like I said before, because I'm afraid that you're going to just start, instead of sharing with me your feelings, it's going to turn into you telling me all the things about me that are wrong. Okay. And there, and I think there's a difference between how uh, sharing your feelings as opposed to pointing out this and 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 this. And... And I don't, I don't know that you would do that, but that's my fear. And even if, even if you weren't doing that, like so poignantly, the lenses that I just happen to see through hear that. Yeah. 
oftentimes anyway. So you may just be sharing your feelings with me about what I've done to hurt you and and my lenses or the my radio station is on the station that says Paul's just totally telling me everything that's wrong with me. And so that's what really makes it hard for me to even be able to hear what you're saying or empathize with you or anything. Because the minute I start bringing you into my feelings, you've done this, that hurt my feelings, you have a difficult time being able to differentiate and focus on me. Yeah. You you end up focusing on you primarily. Yes. And I think that right there is what ends up causing a lot of people to get stuck in these conflict cycles because they are focusing on themselves. They're trying to justify their behavior. They're trying to explain their behavior. They're trying to defend their behavior in some way. But they're talking about them, 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 rather than focusing on the person who's wounded. This is true. The the other thing that happens with that is um, instead of trying to defend themselves, they people turn it around and start backfiring back what the other person has done. Yeah. And, and I work, I, sometimes those things come into my head. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm human. So that kind of stuff will pop into my head, but I work, uh, I may not be good at empathizing with you, but at least I'm, I, and I don't even know if saying at least is even a valid point here because just staying focused on me and defending myself and justifying myself and explaining myself isn't what you need, but, but it's a, it's somewhat healthier than turning it back around on right. you. Does that make sense? Yeah. So see, I'm trying to, I'm trying to um, make myself look good. Here. <laughs> At least you're aware of it. <laughs> At least you're. <laughs> oh my goodness. Let me see if this plays into it as well. So when I have my feelings hurt, again, you've done something legitimately that has hurt my feelings. Right. That I have a problem with. And now I come and I point it out. I'll even use the word confront. I -hmm. say, you have done this and it has not sit well with me. Mm -hmm. And you're afraid that I'm now going to start going down the list of everything that's wrong with you. Yeah. If you were to ask ask the question, tell, tell me, me more. more. Yeah. Do you think that you have a list in your head already of all the things that is wrong with you that you're hoping I never see or confirm or point out? These are pre-existing huh. negative beliefs about yourself that if I come up to you and go, see... I, this this character about you, this thing about you is bad or wrong or I don't like it or hurt my feelings. And you're going, oh, my gosh, he sees the thing that I already hate about myself. Huh, interesting. And it confirms a pre-existing negative belief. Um, I would suspect that that might be it. It's nothing that I'm aware of. Like, I, I'm not thinking about, like, oh, no, if I ask him this, is he going to say this, 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 and this? But I would suspect that, I mean, we all have, we all have beliefs about ourselves. Yeah. And, and, and typically when, when I get into an extremely heightened state of emotional irreg, dysregulation, dysreg, not irregulation, (laughs) dysregulation. Yep. Um, I mean, when I'm at that, at the top of it, um, 
all those scripts do come into my head. Yeah. So um, they're there. I know they're there, but I'm not aware of consciously aware of them all the time. So maybe the answer to that is maybe. I don't know for sure. Is there anything that I can do for you that will help you get into a receptive state? You've already done something that hurts my feelings, that that offends me, that bothers me. I'm the wounded party here. Right. I'm now going to come to you rather than being quiet, rather than internalizing it, rather than um, moping off or uh, creating more distance between us. I want to get it resolved. So I'm going to come to you and I want to talk to you about it. But in the midst of talking about that, I need to tell you the things that you've done that has hurt my feelings. Right. The things that you've done that has offended me. How do, can I, how can I enter into that conversation so that you are willing <laughs> right. to hear the things that you've done that are offensive and you're able to focus on me and my feelings primarily and not be in a self-protective state? Oh boy. I don't, I don't know. Because everything I just listed there is good, right? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with no. anything I just said there. No. And I want people, couples, to hear that as they're listening to this, that it's appropriate to confront a spouse when they've hurt you, as long as you do that in a respectful, kind, gentle way. I'm, right. I'm assuming here, again, it's a massive assumption, but I'm assuming that I'm doing it with the right tone when I'm coming to you saying you've offended me, that I'm doing it in the right time, that I'm doing it with the right tone. But even still, I can have all of that correct. Right. You still hate hearing that you've you've messed sure, up or you've sure. done something wrong. Sure. Is is there anything I can do? Right. Um. I I'm just gonna backtrack a little bit. Um. Not necessarily about how you do this or anything, but just mentioning, um, for if for in my mind, the word confront. Yeah. Is is pretty triggering. Yeah. Not for me necessarily but the word confront is can have some very triggering hot hotness to it <laughs> just just go with me here hotness <laughs> um if you just if you if you were just saying if i came to let you know that you hurt my feelings that doesn't carry the weight of confronting and i think people when they hear the word confront it is not a kind, respectful, um, appropriate um, way that people confront. Confront, it, in my mind, when you hear the word confront, you hear someone coming at you to um, attack you and really be harsh with you. Does that make sense? It makes sense, but I kindly disagree. Well, no, I, I disagree, too, but I think that's what people hear when they hear the word confront. Yeah, it is a strong term. You're right. It is accusing. It is saying you have done something wrong. There is accusation that is enti that is in encapsulated in a confrontation. Right. But, but you but can confront offensively or you can confront respectfully, but you're still confronting. Yes. And that's what I'm I, I guess that's what I'm trying to get at. You you worded that for me um i think when people hear the word confront they hear they have the offensive the offensive idea of of confronting yeah. versus 
the respectful. Yeah. Uh, confrontational, which is the active verb mm-hmm. of confront. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being confrontational can be very offensive. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And, and I think that's, so I just want to just clarify that that's not what you're talking about, being confrontational when you when you come to tell me that you've hurt my feelings or or when when you say that that you need to you need to share your feelings with your spouse it's not confrontational you're not going in confrontational you're going in with a, a appropriate tone posture attitude correct even if your feelings are hurt you're still responsible for how you yeah. express those feelings and how you share how you every how time. you're hurt every time so Every time that was just here's the, here's the rub though yeah feelings the expression of feelings can sometimes be misinterpreted as being offensive yes this is very true so if I'm angry at you yes I don't like that and you know that I'm angry but I'm not throwing chairs and I'm not swearing and I'm not punching anything but I turn to you go I am angry at you I use my words uh-huh. I articulate it well. I still call you honey. <laughs> honey, I am angry at you. Right. And I'm having a hard time having a conversation with you right now. Just being angry. For some people. For some people. Is a little hard to be around. And that's the whole root of this whole conversation, right. which is sure. people have feelings and the ability to step into their world rather than being focused on your world. Because if we were to map out what's happened with us, it's like, I am now angry at you. And if I, if my tone is intense, if my tone is short, now you're mad at me because I'm talking meanly to you or rude to you. Right. Right. Now you're focused on your hurt feelings because of my tone towards you. Right. And you're not able to focus on, well, wait a second. I'm actually the one who was hurt first here and my feelings are appropriate for what's happened. And we chase layer after layer after layer of who's, who's hurt first and who's offended first. And this is, this is the thing that goes round and round and round. Right. That's why we're having this podcast. Right. And again, really to be clear here, there's no offense between you and I. I we haven't had a fight like this in a very long time. Mm-hmm. But when we fight, we usually go around and around like this. We, we, we <laughs> this do. Is, this for, is just normal fighting for a for little us. bit. Yeah. Um. So how the, can I approach you? Well, before you get to that, the other the other thing is, um, also, it um, what plays into that a little bit too is, um, people's resilience. So, so you have a pretty high resilience. So when I come to you and I'm pretty upset or angry or whatever emotion and, and they're strong, um, it just kind of, it just bumps up against you. You can hear it. Yeah. I'm, my resilience is fairly low. Yeah. So you coming to me at the same level of, of temperature, temperature or anger or feelings or hotness or hotness yes <laughs> um just blows blows my hair back yeah because my resilience is lower so that does play it's much higher than it used to be when we first got married yeah but but that resilience piece um definitely plays a part because yeah. what you think is calm to me feels very very hot sure not hot in that way but 
hot. <laughs> High. <laughs> Strong. <laughs> mean. <laughs> but not the other hot. <laughs> no, that comes later. <laughs> I think another thing that's wrapped up in all of this is actually uh, an element of shame. So um, individuals who carry a lot of shame struggle with this. Mm. When you come to me and go, Paul, you've hurt my feelings. You said this and this and this. I think I'm quickly able to move through the process of I'm not a perfect person. I'm going to make mistakes. This just proves that I'm not a perfect person. I did make a mistake, but I'm still a good person. I can make a mistake that hurts my wife's feelings and not be a terrible human being. That's guilt. I should feel bad about hurting your feelings. Shame is, oh my gosh, I did something bad. I'm a piece of crap. I'm a horrible person. I I can't believe that... I I have caused that pain in someone else and that, that person's pointing it out to me. Right. And so shame it has a big theme yeah, around that, this. Yeah, that's that's a pretty huge thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so individuals who struggle with these conflicts in their relationships can start to go back and go, "Okay, how much shame am I carrying as one half of this couple here?" And the best thing I can do to help my spouse when they are hurting is for me to deal with my shame for me to be able to show up and go, I'm not perfect. I know that I caused pain, but I'm not a piece of crap. Right. I feel bad for causing pain. I will do everything I can to make amends and help heal that pain, but I don't have to beat myself up or avoid the reality that I'm imperfect. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Does it? It yeah. It it's uh sounds a lot. It's easier said than done. I guess that's where I'm after. It takes a little because, work. Because, well, okay. So I can relate to that shame piece because there certain times when you share with me that I've hurt you in certain ways. Yeah. That definitely. That's just right where I go. Yeah. And then I want to explain to you, but what I did wasn't what I really was trying to do and and i don't listen to you at all i'm i'm all i'm just digging myself out of the Mm. grave that i'm feeling like i'm being buried in Mm. but the rest of the time when when nothing's going on i'm not walking around feeling feeling that shame right so what do how there has to be you you said that you know people have to work on their shame yeah what how do you get to that point or what do you do because you're not gonna like because i'm not because I'm not going to be able to, after after I hear you say something like that, then mm-hmm. yes, okay, it's in my consciousness, I'm aware of it now, and sometimes in the not as hard times when you come to me and share with me, and it's not as hard for me, my resilience is higher, and it, it I'm in a very healthy state, I can probably find those words yeah. of, okay, I don't need to feel shame. I'm not a perfect human being. I know I've made mistakes. My husband's still going to love me. Yeah. Even though I've done this to him, it hasn't affected our marriage. There, it, It's nothing that's going to, it's not the end all, be all, end all, mm-hmm. um, which sometimes when I'm really in a bad place, that's what, where I go. Right. Um, so sometimes I can get those words because we've talked about those. I've heard them and it's like, okay, I can't, they're just, they're stuck there. And whether God brings them to my mind or I, you know, 
they just show up. Right. I can do that. Right. But the rest of the time, I I don't feel those things about myself. So how do you work on yourself? How do you work on that shame piece when it's not obvious that you have shame? Right. Does that make sense? Right. When it only shows up because you've had this yeah. fight yeah. or this this pain piece brought in. Super easy. Super, super but easy. But you said technique. I wasn't going to like this. You're not. Oh, excellent. You're going to hate every okay. second of this answer. Okay. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that it's difficult. It means it's easy. Okay. You just don't like it. All right. I got you. If you and I on a regular basis sat down. Oh, I already know I'm not. <laughs> I already know I'm not going to like this. <laughs> and she Boy, just caught on. Oh, my gosh. You said if you and I sat down. Boy, everything uh, inside of me went. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. And was All I right? Do you yep. like the answer? I don't know what it is, but I know I'm not going to like it. I just can tell. Go ahead. Most conflict happens reactively. So if you can avoid that being by being proactive, and if I come to you and I say, honey, is there anything... Well, while we're in a good state, while we're in a good place, right. honey, is there anything in the last week I've done that bugged you, that offended you, that didn't sit well with you? Is there anything that you see in me that I need to be doing better? I ask you to find the thing that that you would like to see me improve in. Right. That is opening myself up for a great big shotgun blast, right? Right. But if you do that on a regular basis... It gets, then it you gets start easier. to deal with the things that potentially bring shame because the only way, the only way to deal with shame within yourself is to expose it to other huh. people. Yeah. And to experientially learn that people can see the things that are most embarrassing, right. the most terrifying, and that they will still love and accept you. Right. Oh, uh, you're that. right. You're right. I don't like that. But I I see that it would be very very beneficial. Yeah. I don't and I don't I don't like it just because of the reciprocating end where I have to ask you the same thing. Right. I because because you have asked me several times and this goes right back to the very beginning question yeah. that you ask. Um, why is it hard for people to share yeah. their feelings? Yeah. With their spouse or and. And if you ask me that question, I have I really have a hard time being honest about the answers because mm-hmm. I always usually have something. I know you do. <laughs> and I'm I'm so reluctant to tell you those things sometimes because right. number one, I don't want to hurt your feelings. Yep. Number two, I don't want a bad response. Right. And I don't know how you're gonna respond. But if I'm already coming to you saying, I know that I'm imperfect and I want to get better at this and I am asking for your feedback, then chances are the response is going to be pretty good because I have requested it. I haven't been surprised by it. Okay, well, that's true, but we haven't practiced this one a whole... A whole I, right. haven't, I haven't taken the opportunity when you have given them to me because you have asked me that question. Yeah. Um, and, and you actually answered it recently. Yes, yeah, I did. You want me to stop yelling at traffic a lot because it ruins, you know, driving around and yes. stop being critical of that, other drivers. And that was that was so hard for me to but tell you. How was you. my response? Well, your response was, okay, 
you didn't really give a response to it. No, my response was, you're absolutely right. I know that I do that, and I know that that makes you uncomfortable, and I feel really bad that every time I get in the car, you have a little bit of tension, and so I am actively going to start working on that. That was my response. Not to make myself, you know, look good or anything here, but I remember that that was the conversation we had because I remember how bad I felt because I was making you feel bad because I'm critical of the traffic. See, and I'm, I must have missed all of that because I was sitting in my fear Your of survival like, brain. I just shared with him yeah. this really difficult thing that I haven't wanted to. Yeah. And I did it. So. Can you imagine, though, how good a relationship could get in one year if a husband and a wife made this one technique a regularly scheduled practice oh it would make me throw want to throw up for probably the first how, how often would you do it every day every week oh once a week do it once a week well i do think i'd probably check-in. throw up for at least the first four weeks <laughs> i would say the first three months the first three months first 12 weeks until you realize, until you experience right, that, number one, I'm not going to have a bad response when you are honest with me. And number two, that I can be honest with you and still love and accept you, even though I'm pointing out something that's not perfect within you. So, And you learn to accept yourself. So let me ask this question then, because because it, this is something that I would like to, to definitely be better at. Yeah. But here's my question for you. And, and maybe this is where where my hesitancy, well, this is where my hesitancy okay. would come in, yep. is I already know that, we'll just say for the first three months or however uh-huh. long, that when I ask you to share with me what can I do as a to be a better wife, uh-huh. and, and there's some things that I'll be able to hear just fine, mm-hmm. and there will be a lot of things probably that I won't be able to hear just fine. Yep. And I won't be able to, because of shame me whatever i won't be able to give you what i feel like you expect or or need from that if you share that with me then i have to empathize and say yeah you're right yada 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 um instead what are you gonna what's gonna happen well i'll cry and feel bad and probably feel like i have to explain or figure it out yeah and 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 that's where I worry that you would then start pointing out, do you notice that you're this? Do you have you do you notice that you're doing this? Do you do you, do you see that you're not doing this? And and so that doesn't give me any opportunity to just sit in this new experience. Does that make sense? Yeah. Without without um just to practice just to practice the first step of it. But I also want you to hear that you're projecting a lot of behavior onto me that I haven't done yet. No, no, I know. Af- you're afraid that that's what I'm going to do. Yes. That's so now that you have told me that, guess what I can not do? Oh. <laughs> How about that? Okay. <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> yes, that's true. I don't know if that was exactly what my point is, but I'm just saying... I'm just saying that if I'm not good at it and I'm not able to hear everything that you tell me yeah. in the first, let's just, we'll just put a time frame on sure. it because it, you don't know how long sure. it takes a person to, to build up that, right. that, those muscles. Um, and, uh, 
will you give me grace for not handling it so well? That's what I want to know. Absolutely. If this is a new technique, if this is a new experience, I don't expect you to be perfect at it straight out of the gate. Well, see, that's that's important. Yeah. More than happy to give you some grace. Okay. Well, I might be open to this one. Okay. It's going to suck really bad. Yeah. Okay. Can we erase this whole podcast? <laughs> There's no proof that I said we could do this. <laughs> um, we could. I know. But I know. we won't. No, because if this is something that that we struggle with there's obviously people that else that must struggle with it as well this is the thing that people struggle with absolutely and this is a solution to that struggle this is something that actually provides real lasting change right in the relationship think about it this way let's take it out of the realm of couples Mm -hmm. if your boss did this to you Every week during staff meeting, the boss comes up to you and says, hey, I just want to know, is there anything that I can, as a boss, as a supervisor, just do a little differently that would make, you know, working here easier or we as a company can do? We just want to hear what what we could do better. And they were genuine Genuine and open about that. And a lot of times they would take what you said and try to implement that. Sure. And... That, that would create an incredibly healthy working environment. Everyone would want to work there. Right, right. Absolutely everyone would want to work there. And then if you can reciprocate that to like your boss, hey, tell me what I'm doing that I could do better, you know, to get my job done better. And they were honest and transparent, but kind. And that is now the standard operating procedure of the business. Can you see how amazing of an industry For or sure. a company that would be? For sure. I mean... It would be the the emotional intelligence, the psychological safety, the the culture of growth and happiness and connection. It would be unequivocal to anywhere else. Right. That one question. But it has to be done regularly. It has to be done openly, transparently, authentically. Right. But that's possible. That is not out of the realm of possibility. Right. So, so what I'm hearing is. <laughs> nope. You, nope. There you is, didn't hear it. <laughs> A slight sort of maybe in the general vicinity approximate possibility that you would consider or think about maybe implementing this. Yes. The worst part the worst part about this is it terrifies the crap out of me. But I know it's the right thing to do. You know I'm right. And and yes, I know you're right. And and so to say, nope, not gonna do it. That would just be so counterproductive because I, oh, I hate when you say something that I know that just makes me cringe on the inside and, and like, nope, not going to do it. And then I go, oh, but Shannon, you know, you have to, because when you feel this way, you know that it's something that's important and needs to happen and it's a good thing and I don't like it. I would I would make one more clarification or suggestion in this technique. Okay. That I think you and I are going to implement when we do this. Uh-huh. Write it down. So when I ask you, is there anything I need to be doing better? And you tell me stop yelling at the traffic. Uh-huh. I need to write down, stop yelling at the traffic. That's what mm-hmm. I'm gonna work on and that's what I'm gonna keep in the forefront of my mind 
throughout the next week or two as I am trying to honor mm-hmm. the request for me to get better in some way. And when you ask the question and I tell you, you can do this, you write it down. Okay. So that there isn't, I don't remember what you said or you actually said this, but it was actually that. And, there and, isn't, and that's isn't actually that ambiguous. That's, that's actually really good, a really good suggestion too, because, because like, just in the conversation that we had in the car about, and then I told you about yeah. what you could do about yeah. the car yep. driving and stuff. And I don't actually remember what your response was. Right. So it's really good to actually write things down yeah. so that, yeah. because you don't, when you're in a state of, um, in your survival brain, that's Correct. typically what happens right. is you're in your survival brain. It's really difficult to remember actually how things went and yep. what was said. So, yep. This also demonstrates that we're going to take this seriously. That when you tell me I need to get better at something, I'm taking you seriously. Right. I'm not blowing it off. I'm not in my survival brain. I'm not in my defensive state. I am in a state that's thinking about you and, and that your it's, needs. And that it's important. Exactly. So writing it down. That's huge. a great idea. I like that. And this one technique changes every other argument. Because to be honest, there's not a lot of arguments that come out of this because you've already addressed these issues right. preemptively, proactively versus reactively. And and when you're and not and yeah, and when you're not in a reactive state exactly. or you're not in the moment. Yep. Yep. So that's what we're gonna try. Well, and the nice thing will be Yeah. I'm just gonna use you for an example because okay. we've talked about this. The nice thing will be is when we're in the car and we're driving and you start yelling at the traffic. Right. I can say, do you remember telling me that you <laughs> said you'd practice not doing that? I don't know what the right wording would be, but. Right. Um, and you have permission to point that out. So is there, in the moment. Is, is there a better way to say that? We'll talk. We'll talk later about okay. should you remind daily because you shouldn't have to police my behavior. Right. Right. No. No. And since you've told me that two weeks ago, we've been in the car and I have started to be critical or do my little snippy comments about the traffic, but I've caught myself, and you haven't had to do that. Um, but yeah, this doesn't mean that we're giving each other permission to police each other's behaviors. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, so, that's not what I'm interested in yeah, doing anyway. Yeah, it so. is about being willing to improve yourself because you love your spouse, because yeah. you're trying to be the best husband or wife for your spouse as possible. Yeah. This will be fun to try. We'll give some updates. Okay, this should be a good one. Woohoo! I'm so be, excited. I think it'll be a really good one. This is going to be harder than a Tough mutter. You do know that, right? <laughs> I do know that. But I also think that the um, the outcome will be amazing in uh, our relationship. Yeah, I, and that's the only reason why I'm willing to even entertain the idea. I know. So. You're amazing. I don't know about that, but thanks. <laughs> All right. I think we'll stop there. Okie doke. Thanks for listening, everyone. We will see you next time. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.